Mustache lurched to his feet and grabbed her by the elbow. Come on now, you sweet little old southern belle, you. His fingers bit into her skin. Say it, and my nineteen bucks and change is all yours. Gwendolen's fingers gripped the sides of her cigarette tray. Her gaze fell on a table of two couples. The women were talking and nodding with their heads almost close enough to touch and both were looking directly at her. The men were staring. She worked up her widest smile. Come on, fellas, how about you give a poor working girl a break? The guy pulled out another twenty and dropped it next to the first one. He ran the tip of his finger along the edge of her tray and pushed down on it. If he let go suddenly, Chesterfields and Monte Cristos would launch in every direction. His chum began to snort with laughter. Whiskey breath filled the space between them. A thirty-nine dollar tip for you, sugar. Not bad for three little words. Come on. Say it like you did in your screen test. Just for me. He pushed down on the tray a little bit harder. Hey, now, why you want to get me in trouble? I'd like to hear the answer to that. Gwendolen's heart skipped a beat. She could recognize that deep draw from a hundred paces. She watched Pencil Mustache's eyes widen as he took in all six foot four of her darling baby brother. The jerk released his arm and cautiously lifted his finger from her tray then sank back into his chair. Gwendolen turned around and drank in the sight of Monty in full-dress uniform. The five gold buttons down his front picked up the lights from the stage and seemed to glow like beacons against the stark alabaster of his jacket. His face was granite, but she knew that mischief in his eye. She used to see it when he'd gotten away with stealing fresh cookies from the neighbor's window sill. Monty stepped up to the table and saluted. Petty Officer First Class Montgomery Brick of the U.S. Navy at your service. The two lowlifes attempted salutes. Then may I present my sister, Miss Gwendolyn Brick? Monty rested his palms on their table. I'm going to assume that what I saw as I came to greet my sister after a six-year tour in the U.S. Navy, helping to preserve peace during these troubled times, wasn't what it looked like. The men nodded slowly as though hypnotized. Very good. Monty straightened up. Now, if you gentlemen have everything you need in the way of tobacco, I'd like to accompany my sister on her break. Monty led Gwendolyn to the bar at the rear of the coconut grove, where Chuck, the bartender, held out his hands for her tray. Your brother's just had a word with the boss, Chuck said. You've got yourself a double break tonight. As she walked through the bustling foyer of the Ambassador Hotel with her brother, Gwendolyn decided she wanted him all to herself. She hadn't seen Monty since he had set sail for Guam. She guided him toward the deserted pool area, and they stepped outside. The stars were sprinkled above them 
like crystals. She tightened her hold on his arm and led him to the diving board. His cotton jacket smelled freshly laundered and felt smooth under her hand as they sat side by side. Why didn't you let me know you were coming? She asked. How long can you stay? Monty seemed broader, thicker across the chest than when she last saw him. He even seemed taller. Navy life must really agree with him. Sorry for the short notice, Googie, but I was given forty minutes to pack. I'm only here for one night. One night? Momo, not fair. No, it's not fair, he agreed. It's the Navy. I'm en route to New York. The brass decided I was the best choice to head up the U.S. Navy exhibit.